Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 12, Texts 13 through 19. Text 13. King Yudhisthira, who was very satisfied with the birth of Maharaj Pareket, had the purificatory process of birth performed. Learned Brahmins, headed by Domya and Kripa, recited auspicious hymns. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. There is a need for good and intelligent class of Brahmins who are expert in performing the purificatory processes prescribed in the system of Varnashram Dharma. Unless such purificatory processes are performed, there is no possibility of good population. And in the age of Kali, the population all over the world is of sudra quality or lower for want of this purificatory process. It is not possible, however, to revive the Vedic process of purification in this age for want of proper facilities and good Brahmins. But there is the Pancharatrika system also recommended for this age. The Pancharatrika system acts on the Sudra class of men, supposedly the population of the Kali Yuga, and it is the prescribed purificatory process suitable to this age and time. Such a purificatory process is allowed only for spiritual upliftment and not for any other purpose. Spiritual upliftment is never conditioned by higher or lower parentage. After the Garbhadam purificatory process, there are certain other samskaras like Simantanonaya, Sadhyabhakshanam, etc., during the period of pregnancy. And when the child is born, the first purificatory process is jata karma. This was performed duly by Maharaj Yudhisthira with the help of the good and learned Brahmins like Domya, the royal priest, and Kripacharya, who is not only a priest, but also a great general. Both these learned and perfect priests, assisted by other good Brahmins, were employed by Maharaj Yudhisthira to perform the ceremony. Therefore, all the samskaras, purificatory processes, are not mere formalities or social functions only, but they are all for practical purposes and can be successfully performed by expert Brahmins like Domya and Kripa. Such Brahmins are not only rare, but also not available in this age. And therefore, for the purpose of spiritual upliftment in this fallen age, the Goswamis prefer the purificatory process under the Pancharatrika formulas to the Vedic rites. Kripacharya is the son of the great Rishi Sarbdhan and was born in the family of Gautama. The birth is said to be accidental. By chance, the great Rishi Sarbdhan met Janapadi, a famous society girl of heaven, and the Rishi Sarbdhan discharged semen 
in two parts. By one part, immediately a male child, and by the other part, a female child were born, as twins. The male child was later known as Kripa, and the female child was known as Kripi. Maharaj Santanu, while engaged in chase in the jungle, picked up the children and brought them up to the Brahminical status by the proper purificatory process. Kripacharya later became a great general like Dronacharya, and his sister was married to Dronacharya. Kripacharya, later on, took part in the Battle of Kurukshetra and joined the party of Duryodhana. Kripacharya helped kill Abhimanyu, the father of Maharaj Parekat, but he was still held in esteem by the family of the Pandavas due to his being as great a Brahmin as Dronacharya. When the Pandavas were sent to the forest after being defeated in the gambling game with Duryodhana, Dhritarashtra entrusted the Pandavas to Kripacharya for guidance. After the end of the battle, Kripacharya again became a member of the royal assembly, and he was called during the birth of Maharaj Parikat for recitation of auspicious Vedic hymns to make the ceremony successful. Maharaj Yudhisthira, while quitting the palace for his great departure to the Himalayas, entrusted Kripacharya with Maharaj Parikat as his disciple, and he left home satisfied because of Kripacharya's taking charge of Maharaj Parikat. The great administrators, kings, and emperors were always under the guidance of learned Brahmins, like Kripacharya, and thus were able to act properly in the discharge of political responsibilities. Text 14. Upon the birth of a son, the king, who knew how, where, and when charity should be given, gave gold, land, villages, elephants, horses, and good food grains to the Brahmins. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Only the Brahmins and sannyasis are authorized to accept charity from the householders. In all the different occasions of samskaras, especially during the time of birth, marriage, and death, wealth is distributed to the Brahmins because the Brahmins give the highest quality of service in regard to the prime necessities of humankind. The charity was substantial in the shape of gold, land, villages, horses, elephants, and food grains, with other materials for cooking complete foodstuff. The Brahmins were not, therefore, poor in the actual sense of the term. On the contrary, because they possessed gold, land, villages, horses, elephants, and sufficient grains, they had nothing to earn for themselves. They would simply devote themselves to the well-being of the entire society. The word tirtavit is significant because the king knew well where and when charity should be given. Charity is never unproductive or blind. In the Shastras, 
Charity was offered to persons who deserve to accept charity by dint of spiritual enlightenment. The so-called Daridya Narayan, a misconception of the Supreme Lord by unauthorized persons, is never to be found in the Shastras as the object of charity. Nor can a wretched poor man receive much munificent charity in the way of horses, elephants, land, and villages. The conclusion is that the intelligent men, or the Brahmins, specifically engaged in the service of the Lord, were properly maintained without anxiety for the needs of the body, and the king and other householders gladly looked after all their comforts. It is enjoined in the Shastras that as long as the child is joined with the mother by the navel pipe, the child is considered to be of one body with the mother. But as soon as the pipe is cut and the child is separated from the mother, the purificatory process of jatta karma is performed. The administrative demigods and past forefathers of the family come to see the newly born child. And such an occasion is specifically accepted as the proper time for distributing wealth to the right persons productively for the spiritual advancement of society. Texts 15 and 16. The learned Brahmins, who are very satisfied with the charities of the king, addressed him as the chief amongst the Purus, and informed him that his son was certainly in the line of descent from the Purus. The Brahmins said, This spotless son has been restored by the all-powerful and all-pervasive Lord Vishnu, the personality of Godhead, in order to oblige you. He was saved when he was doomed to be destroyed by an irresistible, supernatural weapon. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The child Parikit was saved by the all-powerful and all-pervasive Vishnu, Lord Krishna, for two reasons. The first reason is that the child in the womb of his mother was spotless due to his being a pure devotee of the Lord. The second reason is that the child was the only surviving male descendant of Puru, the pious forefather of the virtuous King Yudhisthira. The Lord wants to continue the line of pious kings to rule over the earth as his representatives for the actual progress of a peaceful and prosperous life. After the battle of Kurukshetra, up to the next generation of Mara's Yudhisthira was annihilated, and there were none who could generate another son in the great royal family. Maharaj Parikit, the son of Abhimanyu, was the only surviving heir apparent in the family, and by the irresistible, supernatural Brahmastra weapon of Aswatthama, he was forced to be annihilated. Lord Krishna is herein described as Vishnu, and this is also significant. Lord Krishna, the original personality of Godhead, does the work of protection and annihilation in his capacity of Vishnu. 
Lord Vishnu is the plenary expansion of Lord Krishna. The all-pervasive activities of the Lord are enacted by him in his Vishnu feature. Child Parikit is described here as spotlessly white because he was an unalloyed devotee of the Lord. Such unalloyed devotees of the Lord appear on the earth just to execute the mission of the Lord. The Lord desires that the conditioned souls hovering in the material creation be reclaimed to go back home, back to Godhead, and thus he helps them by preparing transcendental literatures, like the Vedas, by sending missionaries of saints and sages, and by deputing his representative, the spiritual master. Such transcendental literatures, missionaries, and representatives of the Lord are spotlessly white because the contamination of the material qualities cannot even touch them. They are always protected by the Lord when they are threatened with annihilation. Such foolish threats are made by the gross materialists. The Brahmastra, which was thrown by Asvatthama at the child Parekhet, was certainly supernaturally powerful, and nothing of the material world could resist its force of penetration. But the all-powerful Lord, who is present everywhere, within and without, could counteract it by his all-powerful potency, just to save a bona fide servant of the Lord and descendant of another devotee, Maharaj Yudhisthira, who was always obliged by the Lord by his causeless mercy. Text 17. For this reason, this child will be well known in the world as one who is protected by the personality of Godhead. O most fortunate one, there is no doubt that this child will become a first-class devotee and will be qualified with all good qualities. Purport by Srila Prabhupada the Lord gives protection to all living beings because he is their supreme leader. The Vedic hymns confirm that the Lord is the supreme person amongst all personalities. The difference between the two living beings is that the one, the personality of Godhead, provides for all other living beings, and by knowing him, one can achieve eternal peace. From the Katha Upanishad. Such protection is given by his different potencies to different grades of living beings. But as far as his unalloyed devotees are concerned, he gives the protection personally. Therefore, Maharaj Parikhet is protected from the very beginning of his appearance in the womb of his mother. And because he is especially given protection by the Lord, the indication must be concluded that the child would be a first-grade devotee of the Lord with all good qualities. There are three grades of devotees, namely the Mahabhagavat, Madhyama Adhikari, and the Kanishta Adhikari. Those who go to the temples of the Lord and offer worship of all respect to the deity without sufficient knowledge in the theological science, and therefore without any respect for the devotees of the Lord, are called materialistic devotees, 
or Kanista Adhikari, the third grade devotees. Secondly, the devotees who have developed a mentality of genuine service to the Lord and those who make friendships with similar devotees, show favor to the neophytes, and avoid the atheists, are called the second-grade devotees. But those who see everything in the Lord, or everything of the Lord, and also see in everything an eternal relation with the Lord, so that there is nothing within their purview of sight except the Lord, are called the Mahabhagavats, or the first-grade devotees of the Lord. Such first-grade devotees of the Lord are perfect in all respects. A devotee who may be in any of these categories is automatically qualified by all good qualities, and thus a Mahabhagavat devotee like Maharaj Parikit is certainly perfect in all respects. And because Maharaj Parikit took birth in the family of Maharaj Yudhisthira, he is addressed herein as the Mahabhagavat, or the greatest of the fortunates. The family in which a Mahabhagavat takes his birth is fortunate, because due to the birth of the first-class devotee, the members of the family, past, present, and future, up to 100 generations, become liberated by the grace of the Lord, out of respect for his beloved devotee. Therefore, the highest benefit is done to one's family simply by becoming an unalloyed devotee of the Lord. Text 18 The good king Yudhisthira inquired, O great souls, will he be as saintly a king, as pious in his very name, and is famous and glorified in his achievements as others who appeared in this great royal family. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The forefathers of King Yudhisthira were all great saintly kings, pious and glorified by their great achievements. They were all saints on the royal throne, and therefore all the members of the state were happy, pious, well-behaved, prosperous, and spiritually enlightened. Under strict guidance of the great souls and spiritual injunctions, such great saintly kings were trained up, and as a result, the kingdom was full of saintly persons and was a happy land of spiritual life. Mars Yudhisthira was himself a replica of his ancestors, and he desired that the next king after him become exactly like his great forefathers. He was happy to learn from the learned Brahmins that by astrological calculations the child would be born a first-grade devotee of the Lord. And more confidentially, he wanted to know whether the child was going to follow in the footsteps of his great forefathers. That is the way of the monarchical state. The reigning king should be a pious, chivalrous devotee of the Lord and fear personified for the upstarts. He must also leave an heir apparent, equally qualified to rule over the innocent citizens. In the modern setup of the democratic states, the people themselves are fallen to the quality of the sudras or less, 
and the government is run by their representative, who is ignorant of the scriptural mode of administrative education. Thus the whole atmosphere is surcharged with sudra qualities, manifested by lust and avarice. Such administrators quarrel every day amongst themselves. The cabinet of ministers changes often due to party and group selfishness. Everyone wants to exploit the state resources till he dies. No one retires from political life unless forced to do so. How can such low-grade men do good for the people? The result is corruption, intrigue, and hypocrisy. They should learn from the Srimad Bhagavatam how the ideal administrators must be before they can be given charge of different posts. Text 19. The learned Brahmins said, O son of Prita, this child shall be exactly like King Ikshvaku, son of Manu, in maintaining all those who are born, and is for following the Brahminical principles, especially in being true to his promise, he shall be exactly like Ram, the personality of Godhead, the son of Maharaj Dasarath. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Praja means the living being who has taken his birth in the material world. Actually, the living being has no birth and no death, but because of his separation from the service of the Lord and due to his desire to lord it over material nature, he has offered a suitable body to satisfy his material desires. In doing so, one becomes conditioned by the laws of material nature, and the material body is changed in terms of one's own work. The living entity thus transmigrates from one body to another in 8,400,000 species of life. But due to his being part and parcel of the Lord, he not only is maintained with all necessities of life by the Lord, but also is protected by the Lord and his representatives the saintly kings. The saintly kings give protection to all the prajas, or living beings, to live and to fulfill their terms of imprisonment. Maharaj Parikit was actually an ideal saintly king, because while touring his kingdom, he happened to see that a poor cow was about to be killed by the personified Kali, whom he at once took to task as a murderer. This means that even the animals were given protection by the saintly administrators, not from any sentimental point of view, but because those who have taken birth in the material world have the right to live. All the saintly kings, beginning from the king of the sun globe down to the king of the earth, are so inclined by the influence of the Vedic literatures. The Vedic literatures are taught in the higher planets also, and there is reference in the Bhagavad Gita 4.1 about the teachings to the sun god, Vivaswan, by the Lord. And such lessons are transferred by disciplic succession, as it was done by the sun god to his son, Manu, and from Manu 
to Maharaj Ikshvaku. There are fourteen Manus in one day of Brahma, and the Manu referred to herein is the seventh Manu, who is one of the Prajapatis, those who create progeny, and he is the son of the sun god. He is known as the Vaivashvata Manu. He had ten sons, and Maharaj Ikshvaku is one of them. Maharaj Ikshvaku also learned Bhakti Yoga as taught in the Bhagavad Gita from his father, Manu, who got it from his father, the sun god. Later on, the teachings of Bhagavad Gita came down by disciplic succession from Maharaj Ikshvaku, but in the course of time, the chain was broken by unscrupulous persons, and therefore it again had to be taught to Arjuna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. So all the Vedic literatures are current from the very beginning of creation of the material world, and thus the Vedic literatures are known as aparosheya, not made by man. The Vedic knowledge was spoken by the Lord and first heard by Brahma, the first created living being within the universe. Maharaj Ikshvaku, one of the sons of Vaivashvatamanu. He had 100 sons. He prohibited meat-eating. His son, Shashada, became the next king after his death. Manu The Manu mentioned in this verse, as the father of Ikshvaku, is the seventh Manu, of the name Vaivashvata Manu, the son of the sun god Vivaswan, to whom Lord Krishna instructed the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita prior to his teaching them to Arjuna. Mankind is the descendant of Manu. This Vaivasvata Manu had ten sons, named Ikshvaku, Nabhaga, Drishta, Saryati, Narasyanta, Nabhaga, Dishta, Karusha, Prishadra, and Vasuman. The Lord's incarnation, Matsya, the gigantic fish, was advented during the beginning of the Vaivashvatamanu's reign. He learned the principles of Bhagavad Gita from his father, Vivaswan, the sun god, and he re-instructed the same to his son, Maharaj Ikshvaku. In the beginning of the Treta Yuga, the sun god instructed devotional service to Manu, and Manu, in his turn, instructed it to Ikshvaku for the welfare of the whole human society. Lord Ram The Supreme Personality of Godhead incarnated himself as Sri Ram, accepting the sonhood of his pure devotee, Maharaj Dasarath, the king of Ayodhya. Lord Ram descended along with his plenary portions, and all of them appeared as his younger brothers. In the month of Chaitra, on the ninth day of the growing moon in the Treta Yuga, the Lord appeared, as usual, to establish the principles of religion and to annihilate the disturbing elements. When he was just a young boy, he helped the great sage Vishwamitra by killing Subahu and striking Maricha, the two demons who were disturbing the sages in their daily discharge of duties. The Brahmins and Kshatriyas are meant to cooperate for the welfare of the mass of people. The Brahmin sages, 
endeavor to enlighten the people by perfect knowledge, and the kshatriyas are meant for their protection. Lord Ramachandra is the ideal king for maintaining and protecting the highest culture of humanity, known as Brahmanya Dharma. The Lord is specifically the protector of the cows and the Brahmins, and hence he enhances the prosperity of the world. He rewarded the administrative demigods by effective weapons to conquer the demons through the agency of Vishwamitra. He was present in the bow sacrifice of King Janaka, and by breaking the invincible bow of Shiva, he married Sita Devi, daughter of Maharaj Janaka. After his marriage, he accepted exile in the forest for 14 years by the order of his father, Maharaj Dasara. To help the administration of the demigods, he killed 14,000 demons, and by the intrigues of the demons, his wife Sita Devi was kidnapped by Ravana. He made friendship with Sugriva, who was helped by the Lord to kill Bali, brother of Sugriva. By the help of Lord Ram, Sugriva became the king of the Vanaras, a race of gorillas. The Lord built a floating bridge of stones on the Indian Ocean and reached Lanka, the kingdom of Ravana, who had kidnapped Sita. Later on, Ravana was killed by him, and Ravana's brother, Vibhishana, was installed on the throne of Lanka. Vibhishana was one of the brothers of Ravana, a demon, but Lord Ram made him immortal by his blessings. On the expiry of fourteen years, after settling the affairs at Lanka, the Lord came back to his kingdom, Ayodhya, by a flower airplane. He instructed his brother, Sutrugna, to attack Lavanasura, who reigned at Mathura, and the demon was killed. He performed ten Asvamedha sacrifices, and later on disappeared while taking bath in the Sarayu River. The great epic, Ramayan, is the history of Lord Ram's activities in the world, and the authoritative Ramayana was written by the great poet, Valmiki. So, formerly, the whole planet, Bharatvarsha, it was named Bharatvarsha, and it was being governed by one emperor. Therefore, it is said here, Sarat. Sarat means completely independent. Maharaj Yudhisthira was not dependent on any other king or any other state. He was fully independent. Whatever he liked, he could do. That is king, that is emperor. If the so-called king or the president is dependent on the votes of some rascal voters, then what kind of sarat is? At the present moment, the so-called president is dependent on the votes of some rascals, that's all. The rascals, they do not know whom to vote, and therefore another rascal is elected, and when he's not doing well, they cry. You have elected? Why you are crying now? Well, because they are rascals. They do not know. But this is going on. Uh, 
But actually the head of the state should be Sarat, fully independent, not on the boards of the Praja. He is only dependent on Krishna, just like Maharaj Yudhisthira. All the Pandavas, they were under the order of Krishna. So the king or the emperor is representative of King Krishna. Therefore he is so honored. Narodeva, the king's another name is Narodeva, God in as human being. God as human being. The king is so respected because he is representative of Krishna. Any representative of Krishna, this king, not the present king or president, but this is the ideal. So he should be so perfect representative uh, that it is said by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, Jasap Prasadad Bhagavat Prasad. If the king is real representative of God, then Simply by pleasing the king, you please the Almighty Father, God. So why Krishna wanted this battle of Kurukshetra to install Maharaj Yudhisthira on the throne? Because he knew that he is my right representative, not the Jidham. Therefore there must be fight and this Durjadhan and company should be finished and Yudhisthira should be installed. So selection, this is parampara. So Yudhisthira's responsibility is the next king, because he is going to retire. The next emperor, he should be also equally qualified like me. And therefore it is said, susamangunai, susamang, exactly. My representative, he has got my grandson, Parikhet, he has got the equal qualification. Therefore, he should be installed. Not a Bhagavad. Uh, no, that cannot be. When Maharaj Parikhet was born, he was the only child in the whole Kuru family. All others were killed in the battle. No, he was also. Posthumous child. He was within the uh, womb of his mother. His mother was simply pregnant. Uh, <coughs> his father, sixteen years old only, Abhimanyu, Arjun's son, he went to fight in the battle. He was so great warrior that seven big men required to kill him. Bhishma, Drona, Karna, Dirjadhan, like that, all combined together. So there is no mercy. This Avimunna was grandson, great-grandson of all the heroes who encircled him to kill. Uh, very beloved grandson or great-grandson, Bhishma's great-grandson, Dirjadhan's grandson, but it is fight, khatriya. Uh, 
when you have come to fight, we must kill the opposite party. It doesn't matter whether it is my beloved son or grandson or great-grandson. This is duty. So this Avimanna, father of Maharaj Parikhet, only sixteen years old, his mother Uttara, you know, king of Maharaj Virat. So when he was born, there is Vedic ceremony, Jatakarma ceremony. After a child is born, uh, oh, what a horrible age we are now. We are killing before the birth of the child. This is Kali. Uh, such asth. It is so welcome, auspicious. A child is born in the family. Uh, there is ceremony, jatakarma ceremony. Uh, before the child is born, there is ceremony, garvadhan ceremony, sadhavakkhan ceremony. Such a nice culture. Where is gone now? Uh, now, child is killed within the womb of the mother, by the mother. This is Kalkari. And it is scientific advancement. The scientists, the priests, they give order. The doctor gives that, yes, do it. Just try to understand what is Kali So Anyway, this is the Vedic system that when a child is born, immediately his horoscope is made. Astrological science is so perfect. The moment the child is born, immediately calculated what is the position of this moment. Then they derive calculation. This child will be like this. This will be this. Will be this. Will be this. Uh, I have also horoscope. The other day talking, and it is. It was clearly written that horoscope. That this child, after seventy years, he will be great religious propagator and establish so many temples. Yes, this is astrology. Uh, those are my students who have seen my horoscope in India. Uh, it is clearly written there. Uh, so that is horoscope. So while the Brahmins were writing horoscope, so Maharaj Yudhishthira's anxiety was, uh, they were describing this child will be so such a great hero, he will do this. And it was mentioned that he will die also being cursed by a Brahmin. This, that was. So Yudhishthira Maharaj did not take care of that how he'll die. He simply took care how he'll live. He inquired from the learned Brahmins whether this child will be exactly prototype of our dynasty. Because this is a Kuru dynasty, is the parampara system of emperors, all perfect. So whether this child will be like that. That was his inquiry. So they, all the Brahmins replied, yes, sir, this is just quite fit to your family. Uh, 
Therefore, it is said here that susamang gunoi by quality exactly like Maharaj Vishnu. So unless one is qualified, highly qualified, how he can be installed as the head of the executive of the state or the world? And this has been given charge with third-class voters who has no character. So how we can expect the elected person should be perfect? That is not possible. This is not the system. This is the system. The head of the state should be perfect, and the next head should be selected by this perfect head of the state, not by the rascal voters. This is perfection. If the head of the state is perfect, then naturally the citizens will be perfect. Because all the laws are there. If the head of the state says, no more meat eating, all slaughterhouses will be closed. If the head of the state says, no more intoxication, then all the cigarette factories and liquor factories will be closed. Is it not? Because? So therefore the head must be perfect. Then jajjarāchariti śrīṣṭha tattad eva itarejana. In the Bhagavad Gita it is said that the, what the chief man behaves, others will follow. Therefore it is called leader. Uh, leader. So you have read uh, in Bhagavatam about the reign of Maharaja Dhishti, how perfect it was uh, that at that time the cows were supplying so much milk, the bag was fat with milk, that while the cows were moving, milks were dropping and the pasture ground became muddy with milk. So much milk was being supplied. And it is said, sarmakāmu-dughāmahī, and exactly in right time, the right quantity of rainfall was there, not like nowadays. Sometimes there is no rain, and there is sometimes excessive rain, flood. What the scientists can do? They cannot check. These regulative principle depends on nature. And nature is being conducted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Maya dhakshena prakriti suhati sacharacharam hetunani kauntya jagadbi parivattati This cosmic manifestation is going regularly. The sun is rising exactly at the time is setting exactly the seasonal coming exactly under the order of the Supreme Personality of God. So when the king is a devote or the president is a devote and the citizens are also devote, there is restriction of supply by nature under the order of the Supreme. Just like there is now petroleum problem, 
Now, by the order of the Supreme, the restriction is there. Now they are howling, calling, you see. So everything will rest. Tasmin to stay jagat-tushta. If you keep Krishna satisfied, if you all become devotees, Krishna conscious, there is no question of scarcity. There is no question of scarcity. There is immense supply. Eko jo bahunam vidudhati kama. We have seen it. You have also seen sometimes in season there is so much mango supply that they rot on the ground. Nobody cares to take it. So supply is not in your hand. You cannot supply by factory. You can manufacture bolts and nuts, not rice or dal or ghee or mango or fruits. So supply is eko jo bahunam vidudhati kāvān. What is the difference between God and ourselves? We are also living entities. God is also living entity. Nitya nityāna. I have several times explained this. You say, Krishna, what is the defense of Krishna? You have got two hands, I have got two hands. He has got two hands. He has two legs, you have got two legs. So the appearance, Krishna is equal or in quality. But the defense is that he maintains everyone and you are maintained. You are not maintainer. You cannot maintain even your family. What to speak of maintain everyone. But God maintains everyone. means many, unlimited. Unlimited number of living entities are there. There are millions of elephants in Africa. He is maintaining. At a time, the elephant eats. About 40 kilograms. We supplying food. He's eating. The small fish in the ocean, he's also eating. A small ant within the hole of your room, you are not supplying any food, but there, they have got their family, their friends, and everything. Sometimes they come out in hundreds. Who is maintaining? Therefore, Krishna is maintaining, God is maintaining. So the king is required because the human being has got developed consciousness. So the chance is given, just like this, your president's post is a very exalted post. But he's a, some or other people say that he has misused that for you should go away. Similarly, amongst all living entities, human being is the uh, eldest or the chief or the supermost. Uh, so they should use their intelligence properly. But because every human being has got little independence, because he is part and parcel of God, God has got full independence, so he has also little independence. 
just like big fire and a small fire, a spark. The spark is also fire. When the spark falls on your body, it immediately burns your clothes because it is fire. Similarly, in quality, we are as good as God. We are spirit soul, and Krishna is the supreme spirit soul, Paramatma. So qualitatively there is no difference, but quantitatively there is difference. His intelligence, his power, and my power, my intelligence is not the same. You can manufacture a toy Sputnik to fly in the sky, to float in the sky by so many mechanical arrangements. As soon as the machine is gone out, immediately falls down. But just see what machine is there. Millions and trillions of airplanes, big, big planet with big, big mountains, oceans that are floating. So that is his intelligence. Uh, your intelligence may be uh, that you can also float a big aeroplane, but what is that big aeroplane in comparison to these big, big planets? It is nothing. There is also petrol stock, and in the aeroplane there is also petrol stock. Perhaps it is floating by petrol, and you are taking out all the petrols, one day it will fall down. Yes? You are disturbing God's arrangement. Such like in... we had the history of Lord Barajas lifting this planet, earth planet, from the Garbhodo ocean. So any time it can fall down, but it is being floated by the supreme power. Otherwise, by calculation, how such a big planet can float just like a cotton swab? Yes, it is floating. Not only one, millions. So that is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Gamavisham Ahamojasadharayami. He enters. He enters in each and every planet, in each and every universe, each and every atom. Andantarastham Paramanu Chayantrasan maintaining that. Maintaining that. So the emperor should be representative of God. He should be qualified, fully qualified. That was the Vedic system. Monarchy, but fully qualified. Therefore he could maintain the kingdom. The citizens were fully qualified, so qualified that they did not suffer even from disease, excessive heat, excessive coldness, no. Very peaceful. Supply was properly. Sarvakāma dughāmahi. Everything was being supplied. Whatever you want, that is supplied through the earth. Through the earth. Even if you take meat, that is also coming from the earth. The grass is there, the animal is eating, the cow or the goat, then you are able to eat the animal. So, sarvakāma dughāmahi. But a human being is not meant for eating animal. 
uh, although the nature is that one animal eats another animal, that is the nature. But you have got discrimination. Uh, God has given you, when you are in the jungle, you are a tiger, you can eat animal. But when you are civilized, when you can produce nice foodstuff, so many nice grains, fruits, and milk, why should you eat meat? That means you are misusing your advanced intelligence improperly. Therefore, you must suffer. You must suffer. You are using your intelligence. Your intelligence was given to understand what is God, what is your relationship with God, why you are rotting in this material world under shadow, illusion of so-called happiness. These things have to be known in human problem body. Not like working very hard like cats and dogs and asses and eat little food and do all sinful activities. This is not human intelligence. The will control. If the king, the head of the government is perfect, then he will control. So that is all gone. Therefore we are suffering. Therefore Yudhishthira Maharaj, first business is, before appointing his grandson, he was very much eager to know whether he is competent, exactly my representative. This is the business of the king. And Toyonibhyapating means the whole world, not the modern India. A few years of land, no. The India was governing India, the king or the emperor of Hastinapur, where he was the emperor. Now, seven seas, seven islands, they are mentioned in the Vedic literature. Seven islands. So, the emperor would be emperor of the whole earth, and there was everywhere the Vedic culture. Everywhere the Vedic culture was, more or less, principally in, in, in that part which is known as India. But in other parts also the Vedic culture was there, and the Europeans, they belonged to the Khatriya family, and the Americans also coming from them. Uh, now, in due course of time, uh, 5,000 years, there is no history. Uh, the modern history can give detail up to 3,000 years. They do not know what is beyond 3,000 years. Uh, but you can get history of the human society for millions of years from Vedic literature. Not poor fund of knowledge, only 2,000 years or 3,000. Uh, just like this Yudhishthira Maharaj was uh, emperor 5,000 years ago. Uh, so this is the history that is Mahabharata. Uh, this is their characteristic that is stated in Simad Bhagavatam. Everything is there. Uh, but the rascal scholars, they say, 
that these are literatures within 1,500 years or like that. No. That is not accepted by us or our acharyas. That is not accepted. There are many evidences, archaeological evidences also. So 5,000 years ago, the king was so perfect. And there was one king who was ruling all over the... In the battlefields of Kurukshetra, from all parts of the world, the subordinate kings, they joined to cooperate with either of the parties, Pandavas and the Kurus. Kodishancha. Obhishek. Obhishancha. Just like we install deity, we bathe the duty, deity with so many waters. Similarly, during installation of the king, the same ceremony takes place before the prince or the emperor sits on the throne, uh, the same ceremony, Abhishek ceremony, is performed. Therefore it is called Abhishancha. Gajahaya. Gajahaya means Hastinapur. Hasti means elephant. So because it is Hastinapur, therefore the name, Gajah means also elephant. It is named after elephant. There are many elephants, just like Gokula. Krishna's planet is known as Gokula. There are many cows, Surabi cows. Go means cow. Similarly, uh, this uh, capital of Maharaj Yudhisthira, Hastinapur, may be taken that there are many elephants. Formerly the kings used to maintain, otherwise who will maintain elephants? Suppose I bring one elephant, I present to you. Will you accept? <laughs> You'll be finished. <laughs> you can keep one dog, go, go, go. But if I say, I present to you one elephant, please keep it. You will know, sir, no, sir, it is not possible. <laughs> so we'll maintain. There, in India, there is a place near Patna where up to ten years before it was a market, yearly market, for selling cows, horses, elephants, camels, like that. Now there is no customer. At the present moment that fear of selling big, big horses, Nobody can purchase horse. They have got this tin car. That also not everyone. So people have become poor. Nobody can maintain now horses or elephants or number of cows. No, that is not possible. So they are condemned now. Formerly they were maintaining. Instead of keeping a big car, they used to keep two, three elephants, number of horses, number of cows. Uh, this is domestic animals. They are domestic animals. They used to be maintained. But nowadays they cannot. Uh, but during Maharaja's this, this time or before that, the city was so full of elephants that it is named after elephant, Hastinapu. 
many elephants. Still in India, in big procession, uh, marriage ceremony, they bring some elephants. Uh, but that is, in procession, elephants, horses are demonstrated, especially royal family. But these things have now gone. <coughs> now, instead of Hastinapur, it is now Motor Carpur. <laughs> Thank you very much.